Well, good morning. How about you turn around and just kind of wave to the folks around you, just say hello or at least acknowledge the folks that you have with you. I was uh, blessed to be pastor of uh, St. Lucy's in Homa, St. Luke's in Thibodeau, two African-American Catholic churches, very small, but very vibrant, very vocal. My first uh, Sunday I was with them, I, I opened up my homily, and within two minutes, someone said, amen. And I said, oh, I'm home. I'm going to like this place. And I would often get amens and hallelujahs and preach it, brother. Sunday after Sunday, they said amen. And then there was a particular Sunday where there was some drama going on in the church. And I, I brought up the drama and no one said amen. And at the end of the homily, Charles McMahon, he rest in peace, patriarch of that community, stood up and said, well, if you can't say amen, say ouch. That's not an amen homily. <laughs> That's an ouch gospel right there. Amen? Ouch? Yeah, tough. Um, Jesus is calling like everything out of us. And I just even some of the words in the gospel for some of us touch close to home. Um, words like forgiveness or anger or adultery. Uh, th- those are part of the story of, of life. And if any of those words are remotely connected to your story, then uh, just automatically right off the bat, we're all on holy ground. And, and let's just pray for each other today. Th- this is a, a very particular gospel to me as Jesus is talking about um, uh, the altar. He, he says um, in a quote from the gospel, If you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift at the altar, go first and be reconciled with your brother. A quick story, as I was preparing in the seminary to stand behind an altar, random, ordinary, daily mass, this gospel popped up and I heard it in the chapel of the seminary, just an ordinary daily mass and I was just on the verge of being ordained where I would stand behind a sacred altar. And I realized that there was truth in the gospel speaking to me. If you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar and be reconciled with your brother. Uh, This next part won't make it to the internet if any of you listen to homilies online. As I was in the seminary, I realized that I had something against her. Not as she responded. We eventually spoke over the phone. And I was able to stand behind an altar with my gift. As the Lord said, having reconciled with someone in my life who there was a lot of unforgiveness toward. Now, again, for many of us, um, the words infidelity or, or unforgiveness, they, they hit close to home. And if, if you're there, then just be with the Lord in it. But we're all in it together this morning. 
And if you go with me to page 8, I just want to walk you through a couple boxes that might help us land inside the heart of Jesus this morning. Page 8, Jesus is talking to us about lots of things today, but he does say to us from Matthew chapter 5, but I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift up there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother and then come to offer your gift. Let's pause for a moment. In silence, you should look inside your heart. Is there anyone in your life who you have not forgiven? And I would encourage us to expand our horizon because some of the people that we may need to forgive might be with the Lord in heaven. Who do you need to forgive? Think about that right now. Box two, why is forgiving hard? Because unforgiveness is a mask for anger, and anger is a mask for pain. Unforgiveness protects us from pain. So I'll talk about me today because it's always easier to talk about yourself as a safe place for you to kind of peer in and maybe look inside your own heart, right? So I was hurt by what happened. Now, a lot of us don't know what to do with pain, So what happens is, in in some weird way, just trust me on this, unforgiveness protects us from dealing with pain. Where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Well, anger and unforgiveness is the smoke. It's not the fire. Pain, hurt is the fire, right? So we hold on to unforgiveness because it insulates us from the pain, whatever the pain is, pain from our childhood, Pain from life, pain from being an adult, pain of who hurt us, pain of what we have done, and we can't forgive ourselves, whatever that is. Number two, because unforgiveness feels like leverage, and if I forgive them, then they win again. I remember dealing with this as I was in this process of forgiving. And I said, you know, the first time that they hurt me, they won. I feel like they won, they had everything, like they just got away with it, right? And now if I forgive them, they're going to win again, right? It's almost like this unforgiveness is this sick leverage that we hold on people. And if we give up the leverage, then it's like they win again. Number three, sometimes we don't, forgiving is hard because we protect ourselves from pain within our vows. I've often heard people say, especially with childhood hurt, I'm never going back there. Like they close that, that door and what's behind that door is gone and they'll never go back there. And what's back there is what's necessary for forgiveness. And so it's hard to forgive because sometimes we make inner vows of I'm never going back there. Now again, if that resonates, just know that we're on holy ground. I just appreciate the reverence with which we can look inside our hearts today. Number three, box number three. What is forgiveness not? Forgiveness is not Hollywood or Hallmark. Forgiving is not forgetting. If you have ever said that, please don't say that again. 
forgetting, like that is, that's almost, there's, there's not a lot of reverence for our history there. Right? What I shared with you is a part of my historical life. When we have pain, to forget it, when people say that or when we think that, it's, it's almost, it invalidates the reality that that's a part of our history, right? Okay, it's okay to move on, but, it's, but that needs to be integrated with the Lord. Forgiving is not once and for all. I actually had to forgive a few times in order for it to stick. So for some of us, forgiveness is something that we have to do over and over, especially if you are married to the person you need to forgive, you are the parent of someone you need to forgive, you are the son or daughter of the person you need to forgive, and you see them over and over. Sometimes we need to keep forgiving if the pain continues or if the circumstances just remind us of the pain. And then finally, forgiving is not something Jesus expects to do on our own. God never asks us to do something that he's not prepared to do with us, right? So Jesus Christ, whose whole life literally was about forgiveness, is prepared to be with us as we look inside our heart and we try to forgive. So what is forgiveness? Box number four. Forgiveness is an act of the will. We choose to forgive. Even if we don't feel like we think we should feel towards a person. Forgiveness doesn't mean that all of a sudden all the, all the, the pain is gone. Forgiveness is a decision of the will. We forgive for ourselves, not for the other person only. Forgiveness is also a process Lots of things that happen over time with forgiveness. And finally, forgiveness is something that I choose for my freedom. Why would you want to forgive someone? So that you can love the people that are closest to you. So that you can love the Lord. So that you can just be free. Forgiveness is like a big old, I don't know, weight. And as we try to move forward in life, we can kind of limp along. And if you've ever wondered if there are places in your heart that you need to forgive, ask yourself this or ask your spouse this, people who are closest to you. If people get close to you and you push them away, maybe, not always, but maybe behind that is a a hurt that needs forgiveness. So why would you want to forgive? Well, because the people that you keep pushing away, it's, it, they're not getting close to you because they want to hurt you. They just want to love you. And the forgiveness prevents us from continuing to push them away in our lives. Box number five on page eight. Look at this with me. If you can't forgive, here's a nice little prayer. Jesus, I give you permission to give me the want to want to do this. I remember when I first brought it to spiritual direction, I did not want to forgive. Father Hampton looked back at me and says, well, can you at least pray this prayer? Say, Jesus, give me the want to want to do this. And I was like, okay, that sounds awfully silly. But I did it every day, and eventually the desire came to my heart. You can also pray, look at that second thing. 
Jesus, I give you permission to give me the strength that I don't have. He is plenty strong. You never have to be strong. You just have to be in communion. You just have to know who is strong. When we can't do it, oh, he's got plenty of strength to do it in us. Lastly, Jesus, I give you permission to give me the words that I don't want to say. Right? The words, I forgive you. Like, I don't want to say that. But what I do want to say is I love you with all my heart, all my soul, and all my mind. Those are the words I want to say, Jesus. So these other words I don't want to say, I give you permission to help me say those words so that I can love other people who are in my life and I can be free of unforgiveness. So who is it that you need to forgive in your life? Again, it could be people that are on the other side of heaven, on the other side of earth. But who do you need to forgive? If you just listen to the silence right now. Forgiveness is one of those very personal things. Now, I'm a big letter writer. Maybe, maybe you're not. What I like about writing letters is it's almost cathartic, right? What I like about writing letters is this. Once you say words, you can't take them back. Amen? In fact, one of the reasons why some of us need to be forgiven or forgive somebody else is because words came out of somebody's mouth, ours or somebody else's, and you can't take those words back. But you can redraft a letter. You can't edit. You can't scratch out. You, you can't reshape. And, and over time, you'll know when either that letter needs to be read at a cemetery or that letter needs to be mailed or that letter needs to be read. Or maybe that letter is just tucked away in a drawer because you can say, I forgive you, and that's enough. But who do you need to forgive? Jesus says, before you place your gift on the altar, reconcile with your brother or sister. And maybe today the gift that we place on the altar is at least a name. And our desire to eventually want what Jesus wants. I'm going to put a a couple names on the altar that are personal and private to me, and maybe we could all do that today. And maybe today we could ask the Lord to give us the grace to forgive so that we can be given the grace of freedom. Amen? Amen? All right.